Hey everybody and welcome to a dark wild ride with Steve-O. We've got dark humor galore. It's Sam Morrill. And man, do I love this guy. He was in the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. He's got crazy stuff to tell us about that. He really gets too dark sometimes and he's gonna tell us exactly what that's all about. Plus, it doesn't get a lot darker than the story about me with that man's wife. Whew, telling you, this one really is uh, a little bit shadier than normal. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Morrill. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, did I say that right? You fucking nailed it, Morrill. <laughs> no one ever gets it right, and I, do, I don't like to correct people. What did they say, moral? Moral, yeah. It moral phonetically story. looks moral, but it's, yeah, it's not, you know. Yeah. Look at these dates. Yeah, I'm on the road hard. Dude, I, you're playing Madison Square Gardens all by yourself? The theater, yeah. It's, there's, well, there's the MSG, which is like, I don't know, like 18,000 people. That's where like Bill Burr's playing. I'm playing the theater, which is like 53 or 5,400, I think. Well, that's still pretty Still pretty dark. cool. Yeah. It's a lot of people. <laughs> it's a lot of people. I'm a native New Yorker, so that's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Is that the biggest venue you've done? Oh, I mean, I used to open for like, you know, comics, so I'd open in bigger shows, but it's the bigger, bigger shows that... It's the biggest show I've done for my show. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's fucking cool, man. This is this is quite the setup, man. Yeah, thanks, man. We this is we love cool. it. We've, we've been uh, doing it for for a minute now. It's been uh, 160 something weeks. Well, no, nah, we're on. We're deep in 170s, but whatever. Well, in New York, no one is just without right. stuff on their feet. Right. Because of rats. <laughs> like this is right. a very LA. Like you don't just walk around without. He's shoes. comfortable with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. You don't have an odor. I mean, that's it's yeah. nice, and yeah. you have an odor. <laughs> right. hey, you don't see many bare feet people walking around New York, but I used, I used to have a roommate, and she had the worst smelling feet ever. She uh, she would go like kayaking in the Hudson River with these shoes on, and then just like walk around the shoes, and I'd be like, "You smell bad." Yeah. And then she'd get offended. But I'm like, "Well, if I don't say it, like I just I'm a, we're in like a one bedroom together, divided up." It's a tiny place. If you don't say something, you're fucking, yeah. you just smell shit all day. <laughs> but then if you say something, you're an asshole. It's a predicament. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. good that he notices he doesn't smell. No. Yeah, that's good. So I watched uh, Same Time Tomorrow, your Netflix comedy special. I watched it last night, dude. I don't normally, A, I don't really watch a lot of comedy specials. B, when I do, I don't, like, laugh a lot. And uh, my girl was like, wow, this really has you laughing out loud. Oh, like, thank uh, you, man. A lot. I, 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 I super enjoyed it, man. So this that came out last year. Yeah, that was last year. I'll, I'll try to tape another one in, like, March. But uh, Wow, that's a quick turnaround. I, for me, it's slow, actually, because you just have so much desperation as a comic. Just at first, just being like, I need people to come to the shows. I need people to come to the shows. And now they're finally coming. I can be like, I can take a breath. But... No, dude, I did a rooftop one during the pandemic. I was doing a special on random rooftops because I'm like, people are going to forget about me. I'm I'm nervous. I'm losing steam here. So, yeah, brutal. That sounds like uh, like tra traits of alcoholism. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would expand on that. Well, I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, I, like we're, we're all, like, you know, addicts and alcoholics in here, like uh, all, all sober nerds. And I think that there's just like this, 
this uh, built-in discomfort, this anxiety, this feeling everything's not going to be okay. Like I'm not okay. Like I gotta, I gotta hurry. I gotta, I gotta try and do something so I'll be okay. Yeah, I think, all, and also in stand-up, it just can go away so easily. I've just watched so many good comics just kind of take their foot off the gas, and you just you can lose it. You can lose being funny. You can lose the the audience. There's so many things you can lose. So I've been so you know, nervous about it. And then with, I did a special two ago that was on YouTube and that really helped people come out to shows. It's like over 12 million views on YouTube now. So that like, just putting out for free. Mm -hmm. I had big comics being like, don't put out a fucking special for free. You're an idiot. Like comics I really respect. And uh, I was like, hey, I'm gonna do it. I mean, what else am I gonna do? Right. You're, you're done with the material. Yeah. People won't buy it, you put it out. So then I did that, that came out February 2020. So you put out a free special with the hopes to tour. That was like That's right when the COVID. pandemic started. Yeah, yeah, so everything shut down. Uh, yeah, I didn't, ha so that's why I did another rooftop one. So it was, it was just straight fear. It was like, I'm gonna lose everyone who I just got, which I probably wasn't, but that's the panic. Yeah. Yeah. So finally you can take a deep breath and you know. And I am a little hungover to answer your question. Sure, yeah, it is. It is traits of alcoholism too. Probably. When you were performing yeah. on the the rooftops in New York, that was during COVID, right? Oh yeah, and it's just deep mental illness. Yeah. I mean, you're you're going where pigeons go to get your self esteem. Yeah, it's now, dark, were, deeply dark. Were people actually coming to yeah. watch your set? Yeah. How yeah. many people showed up? Yeah, like thirty or forty a show, but that's great. I mean, I, yeah. what happened was you're getting. I was doing other people's shows, so you're literally doing a show in like the East River Amphitheater, <laughs> you know, with like a hobo pissing, and you're twenty feet from them. Like you're like, holy shit! Talk about like New York, everyone in it together. You're really in it together. So, uh, you know, you bomb, you do ten. They're like every comic stage time so valuable during this pandemic. So every comic is just like, oh shit, we gotta. I, I gotta get in the show. So you're like, all right, fuck, you're doing eight minutes, not ten. And then I was like, fuck this, dude. I'm doing my own. Th so I just started posting on Instagram, like, if you got a roof, a mic, an amp, and alcohol, I'll come to your, <laughs> I'll come to your roof. And you know, you're like climbing fire escapes, and people were just up there. And I was like, this is fucking cool. So I do an hour that's and cool. I just work on stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's sick. people were. Everybody was wearing masks there. That's the funny thing is like, I remember putting out this thing being like, I'm gonna get like canceled if I post a video of like people outdoors not wearing masks. I'm gonna, they're gonna, people on Twitter were like trying to ruin your life. They're like, he's a super spreader. And at the time it's like, we don't know shit, you know? So, yeah. so I was like, fuck, cheating some angles of people. I just told, during one show I was like, hey, can everyone just put a mask on for the next <laughs> like few jokes and everyone put them on? That's great. And I was like, just fucking, that's, that's every laugh of the special. Just yeah, edit yeah. that in. It's weird now like i go to the grocery market and you see like one or two people with masks and you're like what the fuck are you doing wearing a mask yeah you know do whatever you want to do but it, I, for me i was more nervous because those people during covid were uh there were people on twitter and stuff being like shame on you for touring during a time like this i'm like people have families you fucking lunatic yeah like people need to work yeah did you have your podcast at the time going no we didn't really do what start that's actually kind of what started the podcast because the premise of our podcast it's called we might be drunk steve you've been on it yeah dude, we, i loved it yeah. we uh it's that like gotham podcast right yeah it's uh, we love doing it but it started because the prep it was originally called one more drink because the idea was like you know mark and i were open micers together and we would you know every at first you're open micers you're drunk every night mm -hmm. and then 
you start doing the road and you don't get to see each other as much. So you have that one night where you're like, one more drink, dude. <laughs> Turns into 6 a.m. You're like, what the fuck did we just do to ourselves? It's Tuesday. <clears throat> We're psychos. But this is our free night. So then it's like, turn to the spirit of one more drink. We'll keep drinking. And holy shit, it is hard to keep up a drinking podcast. Because like, I love drinking, but then sometimes it's like, it's like oh, can, we can only record Tuesday at noon. You're like, all right. <laughs> I guess yes. I'm I mean, I guess it's technically called we might be drunk, but there's times when we're like, yeah, we should probably drink. For sure. Yeah. That's I like great, that. man. Yeah. Um, the pandemic was so gnarly, dude. And uh, outdoor shows started cropping up in yeah. L.A. There was, uh, there was one that I did quite regularly. I forget even what it was called, but uh, it was they, they just turned like a, a parking lot into. Was a that oh, that was Matt Rife's show. The was little, that? the little uh, pickup truck, right? Was that at the Magic Castle? No, it was uh, like off Hollywood Boulevard. If I forget what. Oh, I did that one too. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was in the round. It was pretty pretty. Cool, I remember that. Yeah, it was pretty but, cool. But then the second you go indoors, you're like, oh my! It's like fucking with a condom versus without. If you haven't had sex in two years, you're like, man, condoms are great. Yeah. yeah. But then once you take it off, you're like, oh, that's that was a fucking ruse, whatever sure. that was. But yeah, we did the out. But then L.A., there weren't that many shows because I was in L.A. at the beginning of the pandemic. And then I went to New York. L.A.'s got all this outdoor space. There weren't that many shows. You go to New York, they're like, dude, I got a show on 49th and 7th. And you're like, on the street? Like, yeah, the corner. everywhere. <laughs> Next to everywhere the was a show. <laughs> yeah. really, people were like, the people that we used to make fun of on the subway who were like, can everyone, uh, I'd like your attention? That's what we turned into. So, yeah. you know. Like buskers? Basically. It, everything turned into a fucking, uh, what do you call them? Like, not a... Well, like what Dave, Dave Chappelle was doing, he was like 16, 17, just doing stand-up on the street. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Pretty I, cool. I remember, like, my whole thing, like, you know, I, I I had this joke that I, I really enjoyed, and I was kind of scared to, to say it, but I, I was like, hey, you know, like, with this pandemic, sure, it's, it's really upsetting to see that, um, you know, thousands of people are dying a, a, every day, but I'm just a, like, curious guy. I couldn't help but wonder, like, how many people die anyway? Right. So I Googled yeah. it. I Googled it, and uh, you know the last like reliable statistics they had said that uh, approximately 7,500 Americans die on average every single day. But that's not what shocked me. What shocked me was how many Americans are born every single day. 11,000, which begs the question, should the coronavirus not pick up the pace? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would. I enjoyed that joke, and when I when I told Makes you think the Chinese are onto something, yeah. <laughs> right? And and uh, and it got a laugh, and I was like, oh wow, dude, that's like my, my like I'm very light on topical humor. I love topical <laughs> jokes. I love I love a good topical joke. You know, it's like it's because you just you, there's something great about burning a joke and being like, that's that. You know, I miss like monologues, late night monologues. Yeah. You know, I love that the spirit of those types of jokes where you're like, oh, the, the Gilgo Beach murders in the news, like something like that. But uh, <laughs> you just burn it and that's that. And it, it's, you don't have to worry about honing a joke for another special. You just fucking throw it into the world and you get points for, you know, the shelf life of it. You're like, oh, this, this was. Right. Yeah. Is that, is, you, you interned or you worked for. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Was yeah. Was Colbert? Yeah. Ah, Stephen Colbert. He's hilarious. 
and a master of the English language. But if I'm not mistaken, he's only mastered one language, and I think that is a little bit weak. Let me tell you, soy un idiota profesional, which means I am a professional idiot, and I said it in Spanish. How? Because I'm learning Spanish with Babbel. This is the best way to learn a language these days. If you spend 15 hours on this app, and by the way, the app is like a fun video game which makes learning Spanish or any other language totally enjoyable, and 15 hours equates to uh, taking a university course a full course in learning that language. You can be speaking a whole new language in as little as three weeks, baby, with Babbel. And you know what? The listeners of the Wild Ride podcast, they get 55% off their subscription. That's you, baby. You want to stop being a loser and learn more than one language? Then it's Babbel time, baby. And to get 55% off, you go to babbel.com slash stevo. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash stevo. Enjoy 55% off your subscription. Now let's get back to it. Yeah. Well, on the daily, the, the Colbert on Comedy Central. The rapport, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, you yeah. were, you, that was your job coming up with jokes, or what'd you no, do there? No, we were like bitches. No, I didn't come up with, I wish. Got a, got yeah, no, I, would, I pissed them a joke. They'd fucking fire me in a second. No, I was like, yeah, coffee runs, like picking up Steven as falafel. Yeah. Uh, you know, his BLT with one full tomato. I still remember the order. Uh, <laughs> he wanted, he's like, a BLT with one full tomato. I'm like, all right, I mean. Are they skimping on tomato? What's the fucking story here, Stephen? But no, he was a cool boss. He was he was very nice to everybody, and that show was was legendary. You know, yeah, big time, of course, big time. Remember when we uh, we were in New York? We went to the Colbert show. We and, and like nobody set it up, nothing like that. We were just like, oh, let's go to the Colbert because they had a show. line down the fucking yeah, whatever. So. so uh, that we were unannounced. We just showed up at the Colbert, and I'm like, maybe, maybe they'll be stoked. I'm here. I don't know. So we go like right to the front of the line. And I'm like, I'm here, and they're like, Oh, cool. So they let us in, like just as <laughs> like green room, just as like regular old spectators. Yeah. And 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 the second that we were unsupervised, we just like barged down into the guts of the place. Uh-huh. And, like we're we're just chilling there. Like Stephen Colbert walks by, and I'm like, Ah, hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> yeah, we, we have were, footage of that. Yeah, we were so nuts. Supposed to be there at all? That's and, amazing. And yeah, just, yeah. I remember you had the the, the <laughs> camera famous going. People should be assassins. <laughs> That's like a good never right? see it coming. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, well, Steve-O is not going to shoot the president. He's a fun guy. <laughs> yeah. He was like, hey, Steve-O, huge fan. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cool. Thanks. Right. Oh my and, God, it's Stephen Colbert. Right. And, uh, and and we didn't make a big deal out of it. He he was super cool. And you guys were in that like Viacom family, right? Yeah. Got I mean, that I little, guess. you know. What's yeah? What, what's the Viacom? CBS, oh, it's like, yes, yes, MTV, yeah, Comedy yeah. Central. That was all like yeah. the same. I, I don't know that BT, CBS, BT, yeah. VH1, yeah, Nickelodeon, Comedy Central. That was a big con- dude. They fucking. That's a that's a big sinking ship right there. Nickelodeon. No, everything, the whole thing. That was fucking like Netflix kind of. Yeah, came, but that was everything. Think about Paramount. when cable is around. Yeah, mm-hmm. now it's all just. I mean. It's all just streaming. Now platforms. it's Paramount Plus. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think Viacom's in better shape than uh, what is it? Time Warner Discovery. Yeah, I guess yeah, AOL. That, that's that's HBO Max, uh, Time Warner. Um, 
Like, it's just, it's all that. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's crazy. The like, pretty soon they're just going to start buying out all these things. It's going to be like three main companies at the end of it. Well, you got to wonder. Like, everything feels like it's going to turn into one big company because they, they gobble up this and that, and it's all. But Monopoly. then the world changes a little bit, and these big, huge things are failing. Well, Netflix couldn't afford, like, to keep to sustain this business model. That seems why that's part of the strike, right? I mean, $15 for all this shit. Like, I, I saw some of the money they were throwing around. I'm like, yeah, you can't just fucking do this. Look up who they pay some, some shit you've never even heard of. They drop like 900 mil on and you're like, yeah, I've never even heard of that shit. Yeah. Somebody said that was a part of their like strategy was buying out all these like specials. And so they, they're losing money on a yearly basis, but they're also like gaining the net worth and you know, because they own these assets. So then the play would be to sell out later. Yeah. But I don't know how, I mean, their stock in the last three months is just fucking through the roof. Yeah. I, I, is that because they're not paying writers? What is it? it yeah. Actors? Yeah, I, I don't know. We're all going to get replaced by AI, man. I, I This self-driving car shit, like, uh, I mean, literally we're in a car. This could be. Yeah. Whoever drove here is fucking finished. <laughs> That's it. No, San Francisco, they have like the sensor driving car. That's like how dystopian this future is. They just have the cars driving through San Francisco. The the people are on the street. The cars are driven by no one. Yeah. yeah. The people are, have squeegees. They're fucking probably, yeah. probably get money. That? There's no one in the car. Are they actually like... Yeah, they're starting to do, they roll that out. But like here, have you, I don't know in New York, but like here they end up, like if you order a Postmates and... West Hollywood, they have a little robot that comes to your thing. You put it in and just, you see it riding on the street. I've seen those around Yeah, but here. how yeah. long do you think that could last, though? Because I've Forever. seen it. But people are just start destroying them. What do you mean how long is it going to no, last? No, I know, but it... people are destroying them, stealing the food. Like, really? You can't get yeah. in. No, dude. Dude, dude the, the Domino's, like, two years ago, they rolled out a selfless delivery driver. The the They come... They'll come to your, like, the front. What, you don't believe that? No, no, I'm just laughing because the Isaac's, fucking ads? Uh, Isaac's bringing up YouTube videos with ads on it. Isaac, <laughs> Isaac uh, does Steve not pay you enough to fucking... <laughs> <laughs> it, that's why people complain that there's ads on the podcast is because they have this type of situation to where they have to fucking log into the, the podcast and then they have to watch bullshit local ads and then ads on top of it. It's like... Right, uh, okay. Um... <laughs> No, but so, so anyway, yeah, like Domino's Pizza is doing the self-driving and they pull up to your curb. The only problem that AI has that they're trying to solve is from the door, from the car to your door. Like they, the robot can't make it upstairs, but there's that company that's like making it so that they can walk upstairs. So once they like nail that. Once they can get a slinky crack this code, a fucking they can't. <laughs> yeah. that AI by slinky. Way, by the way, I'm the other thing I heard slinky. about is like these cars, they drive so cautiously because it's not a per they're going by sensor. So a person maybe yeah. could like fill in a gap. So it's like the, the robots, they drive like Canadians basically. They're like slow. They kind of, yeah. you know. But. Well, Elon Musk was saying, so there's like 44,000 deaths a year from like vehicles in, Amer in America, yeah. right? So he's like, if, if I can get that number down to 4,000, He's like, what the people are going to do is they're still going to complain because, oh, my God, you see that self-driving car? It got in a crash. But he's like, we just got that number from 40,000 down to 4,000. Yeah. So there's still some problems with it. But I think like. Yeah, well, there, there, there's definitely some problems with that thinking, because on a case by case basis, if you can actually assign blame for a death to someone. That person's in trouble. 
Like, and if he's the guy that you can assign the blame to because he's responsible for the self-driving situation, then he stands to be in a lot of trouble. So, yes. Even if they get that number down significantly? Sure, yes, in a big picture. But it, 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 it's kind of like uh, you, you can, there's three people in the boat, you know, like only like two people can survive. Like you got to throw somebody out. Like, yeah, you threw some, you know, you saved two lives, but you also killed somebody. I wonder if the Japanese <laughs> uh, self-driving cars are going to be worse drivers. Yeah. <laughs> or the <laughs> female. Yeah, the female. Yeah, yeah. You the voice, but I'm, I can't drive. I'm, I have a license, but I'm like a shit. I yeah, shouldn't have a license. That's, I'm a New Yorker. You just we don't drive. I, I grew up in London, England, and I never even learned how to drive until I turned 20 years old. Oh wow! And then I 20. got a, my first DUI within six months, and I got my second DUI within one month of getting my license back from my first DUI. Well, this is like the case for the self-driving, self-driving cars. Car. They're not getting drunk, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. I, right. One time I was getting blown in a car. Like in the taxi cab in New York, and the driver and the driver said, "You know, a person's driving this car." Really? And that's the first time I thought, like, fucking self-driving, dude. <laughs> Robots. Get yeah. the robot cars. I met. Yeah, that's because everybody takes taxis in New York, so I'm sure. Yeah. Well, taxi cab confessions <laughs> in New York was a good the TV shit they've show. seen. Um, but oh, but that, now, but right now we're losing the cabs to the Uber. That's what you'll get is like Ubers and Lyfts. Yeah. So I try not to take those, but then like you'll tell that to your black friend, they're like, "Fuck yellow cabs." You're like, "All right, they're not perfect." Perfect, you know, <laughs> you have to dabble. Um, how did you respond to the taxi driver saying that, that someone was driving the car? I was like, ah, oh, sorry. I, I didn't know what to say. I don't know what he said. <laughs> and then she stopped and we just went into my apartment. Oh. How long ago was this? It was years. I was very young, yeah. you know, but... Uh, yeah, no, it's not like a it's not like a proud story, six, you know. Six not, months ago, not, I mean, it's kind of proud. It's pretty cool, <laughs> it's, but it's not a proud story like uh, the all boys school stories. Yeah, <laughs> I loved that. that. Oh yeah, I went to the all boys school. Yeah, we would. Uh, that was based. That's a real story. My friend died. He we used to all jack off together, and uh, I did lose. <laughs> a, I cut up a good part of that joke because it was like too. Sad. It was making people too sad. But uh, yeah, we used to all. There were four of us, we would watch, we were like seventh grade, so like, by the way, this is another bit that if I do in a black crowd, they're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, we all used to jack off together, and they're like, no, we did not. I'm like, oh, sorry, you know? But yeah, we used to, uh, we would like, yeah, these are me and three white kids, and we would masturbate and uh, in the same room, but we, you know, we... we Guarded our penis. Yeah, we, as I say, we kept it civilized, but we, you know, yeah, we're watching they, porn. They used uh, pillows. Yeah, to show kind, kind of like the wall at the urinal. Yeah, <laughs> I it's remember. Like, it's uh, like a gentleman's club. That was how. It was. And, and we uh, we jack off the porn, and we and look, we were kids, so we didn't last long. It's like we're like, oh my god, titties! You just come. Would it you was like amazing. make little games out of it? Like, oh, I came first. Like, yeah, there, there was <laughs> play hooky cookie. <laughs> well, I think that was part of it. Is uh, the guy said uh, <laughs> it was something about how I, I think I cut something about how we like came in order like he died he came first and then he was also the first to die and i was like fuck i hope we don't die in that order because i was second (laughs) but uh but yeah he was a heroin addict so he passed away but uh yeah no we we would uh i mean it's such a weird thing you know all boys school we would just uh that was kind of what you we didn't really know girls yet so you end up meeting girls in the area but uh 
Yeah, we uh, that was after school. We'd get baked and do that shit. And the, and the yeah. weed and the jacking off together was a bad combo because while you're jacking off, you're like, is this weird that I'm jacking off with a bunch of other children? And then you're like, no, yeah. that's just the weed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like being a, being a young kid with all that testosterone, like I remember I'd have buddies over in eighth grade and like my, we'd be on the trampoline and my one buddy would be like, I'm just going to go jack off in your bathroom real quick. And you're like, dude like he's all happy yeah that's you, you stop saying that as an adult <laughs> yeah as an adult you just you just do you it you just say i need to use the bathroom yeah and that's it <laughs> i need to take a number three i love that um that, that you tell us here that you had a line where i, I cut jokes because because your your humor it, it, it leans dark you know what else leans a little dark my facial hair and i'm not having it that's why I cut it with Harry's razors. Man, these are good. I've been using them for years, long before they ever became sponsors of the Wild Ride podcast. Why? Because they're the best razors you can get, man. As good as any razors in the world anyway. And no gimmicks, man. It doesn't need to light up or vibrate or any of this stupid stuff people charge you way too much money for. No, just top quality products and this craft handle i'm telling you it's something else now you can get the craft starter kit it's a 17 dollars value you got the weighted ergonomic handle the five blade razor the travel cover for the for the blades and the foaming shave gel that 17 dollars value <clears throat> yours for just 10 bucks yeah, that's if you go to harrys.com slash stevo. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash stevo. The craft starter kit, baby. And jump on that because it's epic. Harrys.com slash stevo. Now, let's get back to it. Well, yeah, you got to figure out where the line is. And like I always say that about stand-up, it's like one of the only things, like you don't really focus test movies, right? You kind of like, Scorsese's not like, take this shit to Kansas. Let's see what they think. He's just like, this is the movie. But right. with stand-up, you go on the road, you see what is working, what's not working. And, and it should work everywhere in my mind. So, uh, yeah, that was one part where I had a joke about speaking at the funeral and... Uh, like making jokes about it like well, it's what he would have wanted and i was like it was too much for people they were like this is too dark but uh yeah i mean of course we made jokes about it you know it's like you make you make jokes about everything i think you actually yeah. left that in the special the oh i that part <laughs> yeah. Maybe I cut. there were some parts i definitely cut yeah. I, uh, I i don't even remember what i kept in no but he uh you know he really he really would have found it i wouldn't do jokes about that like you know your your friends are the ones that laugh at your darkest shit they're your friends so yeah. he would have found this so funny so uh yeah i mean it's almost like a little homage to to your buddy who you lost so it was a fun thing to throw in there but uh yeah and all my friends who i grew up with were like i fucking love that i know who that is and i love that that was in there and uh of course those are the jokes your mom's like i should have like bailed 10 minutes early uh -huh. you know yeah. you see I, I used to have a bit about is a true story about how uh i met this i met this girl like years ago on an app and she was like super hot and we I remember we like kissed on a first date and I kissed her and then I like uh it was like a cold New York winter she was so proper she was like oh my I didn't expect that and I just whatever never heard from her again and then uh three months later on like a Friday afternoon she just texted me where are you I'm at lunch with my parents you know and she and I was like oh I'm at lunch with my folks she goes I want to see you and I want to get freaky with you which I'm like I don't know what the fuck this means so I was like okay uh 
I was like, oh yeah, which I don't know how to respond to a text like that. And she writes, do you want to get your dick sucked or not? And I'm like a kid, so I'm like, fuck yeah. So I, you know, in the in the bit, I'm like, so I reveal that I'm with my parents, so I excuse myself from lunch with my parents, took the phone call, and the line that's like the biggest laugh is I, I lied to my mom, and I was like, I gotta get out of here, this audition just came up, <laughs> and my mom goes, go get him, Sammy, and I was like, ugh, you know? <laughs> thinking about I feel that disgusting, yeah, like, go, my mom's cheering on my quest for a blowjob, and it's like a long story, but the what really, what happens in real life, and, and in a bit, is she's going down to me at her place, and a dude just comes out, and is like, they were expecting me to be cool with this, but he's just like, are we going to do this? And I was like, are you fucking crazy? So I, this is like a long bit. And my mom, I see her face in the crowd. And I just see her do this. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, oh, God, you couldn't have sat her like four rows further so I didn't have to see that shit. Yeah. Now I like hate myself. But I'm like, what am I going to do? Change my act? It's my act. It's, right. I was working. I was building. I was taping a special. And my mom was in the crowd. She wanted to be supportive. But, you know. But when she asked you to come to the show, were you like... Fuck. I just always tell her there might be stuff that you don't <laughs> love. What I always say is like, who's regarded as the greatest comedian ever? And she'll say Richard Pryor. And I'm like, do you think his mom was cool with all his shit? I'm sure she was like, do you think Pryor's mom was like, could you lose the freebasing chunk? And he's like, that's the best fucking chunk, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, that was the most uncomfortable I saw you at a show when your family came. And, right. and we knew the bit was coming. and Because it's not for them. Well, I, I it's thought, a bonus if they like it, but you can't write jokes. So you're like, you know who will find this funny? Right. Mom. <laughs> well, you can't do that. His bit in particular was him busting a nut out of an airplane. And so like, we, and so he came back to the, I just remember you were just like giggling. Like, and the difference, when I'm talking about jacking off, like my, my show's multimedia. So like I tell a story and then I show it happening. So like... I scream. <laughs> so his sister's there, his dad, his, his dad's wife, his, like, their right. kids. It's front <laughs> fucking row. Right. It's a little different. Yeah, you can't really just, like, block that one out, huh? Yeah. A picture's a thousand words. That's amazing. Well, that's the thing is, like, you know, I did a show, like, a year ago at the Beacon Theater in New York, and at the time it was the biggest show I'd ever done. It was a big deal. My mom's there, and my therapist is sitting right behind her. Which, by the way, Freud would fucking have a field day with this shit. I'm asking him, I'm like, did she hate this joke I told? He goes, I didn't see her laugh. And I was like, man, he's like my spy. This is so crazy. <laughs> but, you know, not all the jokes are for them. Right. I've always told my dad, my family, not to base their opinion of the show on the material, rather on the audience reaction to the material i said if, if the crowd is laughing then that's all you need to worry i feel about. like hitler said that to his parents too <laughs> don't you not, they're loving it so you should really you should really try to give it everybody's up. with me here <laughs> no you know uh it, it is hard because i have certain bits i remember uh I, I i was in a bar in vermont and a dude just fucking attacked me he was a crazy guy and what'd you say to piss him off well, he was in a blackout, and he walks over to me, and he goes, uh, he goes, University of Vermont, I'm with three other comedians, you know, and I said, uh, no, and he goes, master's degree, and I said, you're getting colder, just being silly, and he goes, uh, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, and I was like, what? And he goes, <laughs> I was just kind of like, fucked up, ignoring him, and he goes, he goes, he goes, I'm, no, he goes, I'm going to beat the shit out of all of you, is what he said, but he's only looking at me, so I was kind of like, all right, whatever, ignore him. As I turn around, he takes a pint glass and smashes it over my head. And uh, I just turn around like, what the fuck? And we all kind of stand up and then he runs and the cops got him and he went for the cop's gun. 
but oh, you shit. know, yeah, they didn't. I don't uh, like that. They well, if you're white, you get to live apparently. And uh, <laughs> turns out he was a uh, therapist and whatever. So this whole crazy story happens, and my mom is like so upset by it. And I was like, "Well, mom, here's what happened. I got attacked, and my instinct was, how can I win in the end? And I win in the end by making it a bit and a special. Like that's that is us taking control of bad shit in our life. Same with the story." of the guy walking in. By the way, if I did that to a woman, my fucking career would be over. If I brought a woman home and I was just like, hey, I got another guy in the closet right here. Yeah. That's- Fuck my fuck, friend. That's career ending shit. Yeah. But so, I mean like, yeah, that's a little, that will traumatize you a little bit. Turned into a bit. Now I'm happy. I win. It's like you, you get laughs in that story. Really, it's you taking the power back in the story. So uh, that's, that's how I try to explain it to her is this is me winning in the end. Yeah. Even if I'm the butt of the joke, I still yeah, get to win. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, for sure. Did you ever hear that comedian on the podcast talk about his buddy? He was like, I'm not going to say who, but he's like, you know, I, this chick took me home. She was too fucked up. He's like, she was tying me up to, to, you know, that's what she was into. She tied me up, and I'm sitting there tied up, and she passes out. And then her dad walks in the door, <laughs> and then and then he was like, oh, fuck, like her dad's home. And her dad comes- naked? Yeah, butt naked. Okay. Her dad walks in, and he pulls down his pants and starts sucking his dick. Shut the fuck up. Wait. That's not a real story. What? what? I thought you said he was that naked way. after he pulled down his a pants. A totally there. different direction I than I thought. <laughs> yeah, he was probably getting there or whatever. Naked or not, the story is the dad... Rob, it doesn't check out. <laughs> yeah. Detective Steve-O's hot on the case. Yeah. You're full of shit. <laughs> no, no, that's legit. That's what I heard him say. That's that's a bad. And then they uh, asked, ending. "Did you bust a nut?" And the the guy's like, "Yeah, you busted a nut." Damn, that's a that's a dark fucking night. I mean, you definitely got a case. I think. I remember. Can you imagine taking him to court? Like the guy, it just keeps going. The guy he fucking blew me to relive the moment. <laughs> yeah. And she's the accomplice. What does she? I mean, yeah. What, what do you say if your dad does that? That's a weird relationship. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Sort yeah. of throw a wrench in this conversation, but yeah, no, that's, that's that's, fucking... I, those are, it was like, what the fuck? There, there's a particularly fun story where we were filming Wild Boys in Thailand, and I, and I, I uh, was with this um, met this lady at the bar, and she said, "Come on back to my house, we'll drink some more." I said, "Okay," and and. Um, the uh, it was me and a producer guy. We go back, and then so the next thing you know, uh, the producer guy is 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 getting head in this this lady's bedroom, and her husband walks into the room, and uh, the producer guy says, "Get the fuck out of here," and the husband says, "It it it's it, it's cool. I'll, I'll just watch," and the producer guy says. It's not fucking cool. Get the fuck out of here. He kicks him out of his own, out of his own bedroom. And then, the, you know, yeah, whatever. Who's the bad guy in that scenario? It's <laughs> a tough one. And, uh, and, and then. Uh, Were you there? I, yeah, I was there. Oh, my uh, God. I, I, witnessed, I witnessed the whole thing. The producer guy kind of got frustrated with the situation. He left. But I stayed. I hung out. And. Uh, the I, I I obliged, man. I was like, yeah, you can watch me. Dude. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, wow. the guy the guy gave me a condom 
and uh, I, I humped his wife in front of him. Oh my God! Yeah, Stephen. <laughs> that is crazy. It, yeah, it happened, and and now I'm now I'm taking the power back. <laughs> Here's an idea: Why just take power back? when you can take power that you never even had in the first place. See what I'm talking about? If you can build an audience online, then why aren't you selling stuff to that audience? It's called ShipStation, baby. This is how I sell everything online. On Amazon, that's where we sell the most Stevo's hot sauce for your butthole. But how do we get it there? Ship station, baby. How do we get our products out to our customers? Ship station, baby. And if you go to shipstation.com and use the promo code Stevo, then you get a two month risk free totally free trial and why is it special because look when I get an order no matter where I get it from a Label gets printed out my guys in the warehouse they grab the label, they put the item in the box, slap the label on the box, and it's out the door. And ShipStation makes that so easy. Plus, it incorporates all of the different ways to ship things. I'm talking FedEx, UPS, United States Postal Service. And on top of that, they hook you up with the best rates that you can get from all of those services. I'm telling you, it all comes into one simple interface. No matter how you sell stuff, it makes it so easy that it is a crime to have an audience and not be selling to them. So go to ShipStation.com and use the promo code Stevo for your 60-day no hassle, totally free, risk-free trial. You're not going to believe it, man. And hurry up and do it in time to take advantage of the holidays. ShipStation.com with the promo code Stevo. Now, let's ride this baby out. Sounds like you're just fucking a guy's wife. I don't know. I'm taking the power back. Yeah. Okay, so it's a win-win. <laughs> wow. I'm winning again. You ever hear there was this comic as a joke? Uh, his name's Dwight York. His joke, I love where he goes. My wife said the best sex we ever had is when I snuck in through the window wearing a ski mask. I have no idea what she's talking about. It's <laughs> a great fucking joke. It's a good one. Who'd you just pull up here? No, it's not him. That's a football player. That's a guy who'd kick your ass. No, it's yeah. He's like a bald guy with a with long hair. Um, so growing up in New York City, there he is. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. The, growing up in New York City, what what's the craziest subway story that you have? I have I, so many. I, true story. Um, I used to have a bit about this too, but I, a true story. A guy. I was on a train with a girl. I was dating once, and a guy started jacking off to her on the train. I mean, she was hot, but still, it's a, it's a crazy. Uh, I mean, even I waited till we got home, you know. But uh, he's just rubbing one out to her, and I'm like, "What the hell?" And she was kind of like one of the. So she like pushed me to say something. She's like, "Well, you you need to say something." I'm like, "What do you want me to fucking say to this guy? He's clearly insane." So I was like, "Hey, man, you got to cut it out." And and he said I was doing it to you. <laughs> and in the joke I, I walk back to her and I go you're not gonna say something <laughs> you know that's good I flip it on her but yeah no that was a weird one um, the guys rubbing one out in the train was that, I mean that was such a constant is like yeah I mean that's your home it happens a lot yeah we're in your home right now so you get to jack off I guess um, 
that was a bad one. I mean, not we we weren't that bad kids, but uh, yeah. I mean, I saw the, a crazy one was a person jumped out of a building once and landed like ten feet in front of me. That was a fucking bad wow. one. Yeah, I was walking to the bus, and uh, Jesus, and a lady took her life by jumping out of a building and splat. If I didn't take my metro card out, I'm fucking dead. So that was crazy. If I didn't stop, well, you stopped to take it out. Yeah, I stopped. I was like, hold. I was the phone. I was like, hold on. I gotta get my metro card out and splat. Wow. And she oh, didn't so die. She would have landed on you. Oh, without question. How yeah. old were you? Sixth grade. <laughs> I wouldn't have. I, I got me out of a history test the next day that I did not study for, but it was. I remember uh, calling a friend about. Yeah. Well, what, she hits the ground splat and then doesn't die instantly, which I remember being like, when that happens, it's like you feel like you're like. Your mind does shit to protect you. We were like, did I stumble onto a movie set or something? Yeah. Like, clearly this yeah. isn't real. So, but then I see people all are freaked out. And my friend's mom was with them. And she, they were behind me. They're like 20 steps behind me. And she like, is like, is everyone okay? And then someone runs into a store to get her a blanket. <laughs> which I'm like, because she said, I'm cold. Those were her last words. I'm cold. Oh, she so was still able to it. talk. So able to talk. But like I'm on her cold. face. Like it was like fucked up. She went face down. Splat. And I guess very they made out i don't even know if she was able to say it you know yeah. well but she said i'm cold and they someone caught that blanket and died and uh and i remember i called my i called my friend i had a good friend who and his mom was just fucking batshit insane so i remember i called him to like tell him what happened i just needed to tell someone my parents weren't home you know they were working and i and i called him and he uh his mom picked up the phone. He wasn't home and she was like, she just was one of those people that would talk about herself for like 20 minutes to a kid. It was like inappropriate. It was like, she was talking, so she's like 20 minutes and then I did this and then this mm -hmm. happened and then I was like, uh-huh. She's like, how was your day? I was like, I just saw someone die and she was like, well, Elliot's not home right now. <laughs> That's how it ended. I was like, what a fucking weird convo. And uh, yeah, and my school, they were really nice. They all called to check on us and uh, but yeah, crazy shit to see. Is yeah. it weird that I'm dying to know how high she jumped from? My guess would I don't didn't see, but it wasn't that tall a building. That's probably why she didn't die instantly. I knew a kid who died that way too, commit suicide. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I was then angry. You're angry for a sec because you're like, you could have fucking killed it. Be an adult and kill yourself with pills or yeah. something, you know? Or like but, be like Samsung and have suicide nets around your building at least. That would be fucking cool. I think some, I think uh, pretty recently somebody in New York just jumped off a really high building. I'm sure it happens like daily. His body hit something and cut in half on the way down. Oh, I saw Ooh. that on TMZ. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty gnarly. That's like the, that's like the way people die in like comedies. You know, like they yeah. kill the villain where they like they fall through a spike or yeah. something. Yeah. 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 yeah, or like fucking the end of the South Park movie. You know, he just throws the guy through the. Saddam, he throws yeah, him yeah. through the spike. I mean, have you got? Have you seen anybody die like in front uh, of your I've face? I've never. I've never either. Is that the only time? No, it's another time. Uh, That's like the difference in between New like New York and here. Yeah, there's just so many people, as you said. It's like people are gonna. A new person was born after that, so you know, <laughs> three more. Uh, yeah, yeah so, watching people die is super. It was. Gnarly. It was awful. I've had people die in my arms uh, like, multiple times. People like he people overdosing. Oh wow. Yeah. It was like super heavy, and then I have to go and like call their parents and like. Wow, super so when, fucked. When they die in their in your arms, like they're like having an overdose, they're like convulsing in your um, arms. No, it's it's like after, and it's there's no really convulsing, but it's I get to the like right after they die, and I'm trying to like hit them with Narcan and stuff like that. And this has happened not even in the sober living when I was using too. Oh, people wow. Would just 
dive right do you do they poop when you're holding them no 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 no, no. that's a myth no i i mean i don't know i didn't smell anything or i didn't feel it um yeah Vinny. I guess you're not supposed. That's not the thing you're supposed to do first. Someone dies, you're on. Let me just check real quick. Feel that? It's official, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vinny. Vinny was a prolific uh, IV heroin user. Oh wow. He lived in Skid Row around here. Wow, you're very overweight for a heroin addict. That's crazy. I know. Well, I gained a lot of weight during sobriety. Oh good. Yeah. Good. That's good. He lived in a porta potty. Oh wow. It was. It was. A handicap, a wheelchair accessible port body, so it was Holy more luxurious. Yeah. Oh, nice! For fun, he would just shoot up water because he liked shooting up so much. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, I, yeah. I loved it. And he everything, got... everything about the lifestyle, I love. So you put, you still would do that now or no? No, no, not now. No. Damn, no. needle shot up me LSD. Out. Really? Yeah. Uh, anything that you could put in a needle, I've. Do you ever put it in your dick, like in train spotting? No. Where's no. the craziest place you ever shot up? My feet. Mm. Yeah, because of the vein there. Yeah, well, well, the veins are like super small on your feet, but I just shot out all my veins at a point where I just like wow. they were just all scars, so I just couldn't hit anymore. And I'm not gonna like snort heroin because pussy shit. So it's like, is, uh, that, is that why you have uh, sleeves? I heard like people like have like I mean not everybody. Well, like, like but, tattoo sleeves. But like where they you yeah. know they'd have tits and they'd shoot up right between the tits where the veins are. Or well, I didn't like have that. I didn't have sleeves when I was getting loaded. All my tattoos are in sobriety. Because you why would you waste money on tattoos? Exactly. When you need exactly. That's a good point. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, man, that that's uh, that that's fascinating stuff, man. Who's the other person you saw die? Um. It was just a random person, like, like the zip up in the on the street. It yeah. wasn't as dramatic. And well, then yeah. I knew a kid. The reason I never did coke is I knew a kid who uh, he was like a couple years older than me, but I knew him, and he uh, just jumped out of a thirty-story building and a splat. Blow? Yeah, just did a ton of coke. Yeah, you yeah. ever OD'd on coke? Um, not that I'm aware of. What, what's the connection between the jumping out of the 30-story window and I, the blow? I asked him if he's ever seen anybody else die. So I didn't see him die. I didn't see that. Oh, um, so two people jumped off of a building. Yeah, he, he's another dude who jumped off a building that was just connected, yeah. And 30 stories will do the trick. That'll do the trick. For sure. And then that, the, 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 the person in New York was 750 feet. I think the, the tallest building in downtown LA is like 980 feet, so that's... A fucking tall ass building. I mean, it's ten foot per story, so seven hundred fifty. That's seventy five stories. It's the tallest that's building in downtown tall. LA. What I say? Like, do you think you, you're alive during the whole fall? Like, or do you, do you think you might have like a heart attack? Or something? Uh, I think, and this might be a little bit dark, that um, it, it's it's a really reasonably good way to go. Not as good as a plane crash. And I feel strongly about this. A plane crash is the best way to go because right at the moment that you realize the plane is really going down, like you know, you know, you you have long enough to deliberately think your last thought, but mm. not so long that you can morbidly morbidly dwell on it or or you know. I feel like I'm not gonna have a profound last thought though. I feel like I, I in theory, I'm, like, I'm like, I bet I'm like, Poops. I bet I have some, yeah, but then I'm, I'm like, I'm like, poop, 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 then just splat. Yeah. You know? I feel like the best way for me to go would be like, I'm in the mafia and just, somebody just comes up in the back of the head. That's, that's a good one. But no, the, the best but way the, to go would have to be an overdose. No, because then you're like, you're just either like, like who the fuck shit. did this to me? Or I guess you don't even have time to think that. Yeah, you don't have, <laughs> no. you don't have time you're to like, think hey, that. You're like, hey, John. But in Goodfellas, Pesci goes, no, you know, he knows. Well, well Pesci, 
Well, yeah, and then in Casino, he died by baseball bat. I think that would be the fucking that's worst. A bad one. The worst that's a bad one. Pesci's had some bad deaths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fucking, yeah. Casino, that ending of Casino is as dark as it gets. Just summing up with a metal baseball bat Watching right in your, your face. brother? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know Joe Pesci was like a... Uh, Song those, and Dance guy, Yeah, right? he was like a prolific singer. Yeah, there's albums of it. it it's so funny, just... People have talents, man. Like showbiz people, it's so weird when you just see an actor and you're like, "Oh yeah, I was watching the new season of Only Murders in the Building," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, of course Meryl Streep can sing." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that would be fucking weird if she. Although it'd be way funnier if she just had like a really bad voice. And they're like, "That's Streep. We got to keep it in." You know. But have you ever heard like Nicholson will sing at the end of movies? Like uh, that movie did its. It's complicated. Not it's complicated. Fuck. What's it? It's with uh, something's got to give with Diane Keaton. Yeah. And at the end, he's singing La Vie and Rose in the credits, and you're like, he's kind of yeah, got a bad I, voice. Yeah, I think he was singing in uh, that Sandler movie too. Um, he kind of sounded good uh, there. Were there yeah. like lawyers or something? Yeah. The same with like Clint Eastwood. It's like everyone wants to do other shit. At the end of Gran Torino, it's like this cool ending, and then you just hear Eastwood singing. You're like, this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. so it's weird. weird to make an awesome movie, and then you're just like, the hell is that shit? <laughs> yeah. That was terrible. <clears throat> Have, have you been in any movies? Just briefly. I was in the Joker, Joker for yeah. I was a yeah. brief. I, I I I played a stand-up comic. Quite the fucking uh, acting yeah, turn I pulled acting. off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I played a comic, and uh, it was a cool. It was a cool role to get to do. By the way, a woman trolled me once. I, I did a bad joke on Twitter. She thought so. She posted that clip of Walking Phoenix. I guess that means you're like a hack because he's bad at comedy. And I'm like, I'm literally in that scene, and this woman doesn't know that. That's like her thing of being like, you suck. I'm like, no, I'm in that movie. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that was a fun experience. Like, you know, Todd Phillips just like saw stand up of me and Gary Goldman and he put us in that movie. And, and uh, Goldman's a great comic. And uh, and he was so fucking nice, Todd Phillips. But I remember Gary shot right before me. So in the scene, Gary is in, on stage. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is in the crowd and it's supposed to be the scene to be like he doesn't get comedy because he's laughing at the wrong parts of the joke but Gary doesn't know that so there's some guy is going like ha ah! and Gary's like what the fuck so Gary's like about to be like fuck you dude and then finally notice it like he was this close to taking Joaquin's head off and then being like oh shit that's Joaquin Phoenix this is it's for the movie they didn't tell me so I would be yeah. on guard like what the fuck but do you have any interest uh, any more interest in acting uh, should I make? I'm not like that type of stuff is super fun. Obviously, like, sure. I love movies, so sure. But yeah. I'm not like I don't. Pursuing, I no, you're not pursuing. I have it. no plans to be like. Oh, you know, I'd really like to get deep in a character. No, I. <laughs> yeah. I, I. But I like. I love movies, so I, I, I'm writing something. I'm going to make myself like a web thing. I'm going to make with my friend uh, Gary Veter, and it's it's really funny. It's like uh, it's going to be out hopefully soon. I, I will shoot it soon. I mean, um, it, it's hard for me. To to believe that a movie as big as the Joker can get away with shooting a scene and like it's like the guy on stage in the scene doesn't know that it's a scene well that's uh I mean first off he's just a really good actor you know Joaquin Phoenix is like you're like who the fuck is better than that guy? he's like as good as anybody right yeah. and then and then Todd Phillips just knows he's so good he's a Todd Phillips is like a great combination of like knowing comedy and then just knowing how to make a good drama too, but uh, I mean, Tavos made the best comedies like the last the twenty hangover. years. Old school, The Hangover, yeah. Road Trip, like all great movies. Wow, Road yeah. Trip with Tom Green. It's a great movie, dude. You know, dude, I think that is Road Trip was such a better movie than American Pie. 
and American. I like for American sure. Pie, but Road Trip is amazing. Yeah, it's American just Pie like, One was good. The rest were okay. <laughs> and they came out about the same time. Right? Road Trip was phenomenal. Road yeah. Trip and American Pie. It holds up. Phenomenal. Yeah, we just it watched totally it recently, up. and it it really holds up. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's funny as shit, dude. Uh, yeah. Oh, I guess fucking damn. Stifler's in both. Stifler's in both. He yeah. He got his. She was hot too. That he redhead. got his, his prostate fucking jerked off in there when they went to the sperm clinic. It's the first time I learned about that. That's, I was just the old finger in the stoked. butt move. Yeah. <laughs> He's a little too young to be into that though. I feel like you got to be like at least mid twenties to start taking a finger in the butt. Because where do you go from there? Yeah, he was eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if Sean William Scott gets bummed on being called Stifler like uh, George Costanza like, like McLovin yeah, like, yeah. McLo- like you call McLovin Mc- McLovin like he's bombed like it, might, yeah. it might be annoying because they, they've been in other good stuff they were in a good movie together Role Models is great I thought Role Models yeah. is epic same as really good. Dude Where's My Car but it's yeah. Stifler dude he's been in so you're right he's been in a lot of good stuff that must that must be kind of annoying but you know it also means you played an iconic character isn't that what you want as an actor right. you, you get you know did you have any run-ins with uh, Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, we talked after. I was going to talk to him because I, I don't know about acting, really. I'm kind of like, I, you might be in your own thing. You don't want to deal with me. Maybe your full method. And he took it so seriously, clearly. But I did, like, you know, 15 different jokes, maybe. They kept me, let me just keep going. It'd be like, cut. And I had to get off stage when... When, like, Todd would yell, all right, Sam, wrap up. But as a comic, you know, you get the light, and you're like, I got, like, five minutes. I'll figure it out. <laughs> so one of, the, one of the takes, he goes, Sam, get off. I go, oh, yeah, almost, almost. And, then, and he's like, Sam, get the fuck off. I'm like, sorry, sorry, I just fucked up your scene, you know. But because uh, they're, like, following Joaquin Phoenix, and I'm just in there. But uh, it was also hilarious because Chris Red, you know, from SNL mm-hmm. is the MC. And uh, and he just his whole line is like one more time for Sam Morell, which There's no reason they kept that in the movie except that Todd is cool. Like there's no reason <laughs> for him to be like one more time for Sam Morell in the '80s. You know, that's it was just a funny thing to do. And then uh, and then he goes, he introduces Walking uh, Phoenix. So I'm getting to just do material, and Chris Red's like, "Fuck you! You get to like flex and have fun, and I'm doing like one line." <laughs> And he sold uh, out Madison Square Garden after that. <laughs> yeah. Chris is really funny, though, so I think he was just kind of, like, annoyed. But it, we were cracking up about it. And uh, then, so I just keep changing the material, and it's it's going well. Like, the, the extras who are expecting me to suck, and I'm, like, doing my bits, and it's getting big pops in the room. Because, you know, Todd Phillips is like, you're playing an open mic, and I was like, so you want me to bomb or something? And he goes... Well, just do your jokes. I go, I'm not bombing in a fucking big-ass movie with my jokes, dude. I'm going to go up and kill. So he's like, that's fine. So every set, every joke except one kill. One joke fucking ate it. And I don't know. I think it was because it was an act out, but I think it's a funny bit. But I think it was too vulgar. And Todd's like, don't do that joke again. So I was like, all right. So I just kept going. But then at the end of the, at the, end of the run, we like pause in the middle. And, and Joaquin Phoenix is just like standing there. And, uh, and Todd Phillips is standing there. And... And Joaquin was like, I really like your jokes. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. And then Todd's like, yeah, he just, you know, he just like sits in a room and like the way you take acting seriously, that's what he does with jokes. And, and Joaquin's like, it's really cool. You know, I usually don't like love stand up, but I really like. That's great. And I really like this. And I was like, oh, he's like, it's just, it's not like needy. It's just funny. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool, man. Thank-. I was like, wow, what a cool moment. And then, uh, you know. And I didn't think they were, I didn't tell anyone I was in it because I, I was like, why are they even keeping me in this movie? It makes no sense. But then it, it's brought to my attention that the, uh, you know, all these people are tweeting at me like Sam Morell, uh, 
he's the Joker's origin story because that's when he descends into madness after he can't oh, follow wow. Sam off on stage. So that's like the his you know most depraved. So you're responsible for all this shit. I'm responsible, dude. Yeah, I, maybe Batman's parents would still be alive if it yeah. wasn't for my fucking awesome comedy. <laughs> you know, it's just crazy. Uh, was that taped at the cellar? Dangerfield, which is no longer here. And it's so weird because Rodney's like maybe my favorite comedian ever. Like, yeah. how do you not fucking love Rodney Danger? I just did Whitney's, uh, Whitney Cummings podcast yesterday and... Uh, I was telling her how much I love Rodney, and she goes, I'm making a movie about Rodney. Do you want to... And then she, like, called her wife. She goes, I, I didn't realize how much you love Rodney. And she's like, do you want to talk to his wife? I was like, fuck yeah. So I was just... I'm literally doing a Rodney impression on the phone uh, for Rodney's wife, and she's laughing. I'm like, how fucking weird is this? Where she, you know, be like, I'll tell you, my mother never breastfed me. She told me she liked me as a friend, you know? <laughs> and she'd be like, he had another breastfed one. I'll tell you, I was an ugly kid, my mother. She liked to breastfeed me through a straw. I was that ugly, you know? And she's like, that's it. That's the joke. And she was so freaking cool. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, just like ch chatting with Rodney's. And she seems so sincere and so in love with him still. It's like very cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, shit, Rodney Dangerfield. Is it get any? I don't know if there's a funnier human. The amount right. you see his movies, and every character is just there to serve his jokes. Like back to school, his wife's like, "Oh, you're impossible. Oh yeah, and you're easy. You know, <laughs> just sort of a, yeah, oh, that's all you no taste. <laughs> you're right. I married you, didn't I? <laughs> like every joke is just like for. I mean, he was the funniest dude ever. So. Yeah, a buddy of mine was his limo driver, and he's like, I picked him up one time, and we we drove to Vegas, and he's like, listen, kid. Get there as fast as you can. Don't worry about speeding. I'll take care of everything. So he was hauling ass to Vegas. He got pulled over, and and the, he he rolled down the window. He's like, send the guy to the back. And so the cop went to the back, and he's like, all right, you're free to go. Wow. He just let him off of a ticket. Because what are you going to do? Give Rodney a ticket? That's <laughs> what his wife said to me. She goes, I'll tell you a Rodney joke that no one's ever heard. And I was like, please. And she's told me this story that he had brain surgery and they were like, maybe this is gonna affect his speech and he's not gonna make it. And the first thing that happens when he comes out is, you know, of the surgery is they say, you know, Ronnie, if, uh, did you cough anything up? And he goes, yeah, 500 weeks ago to a whore. <laughs> 500, I fucked the joke up. What he's, let me redo that. Did you cough anything up? Yeah, 500 bucks last week to a horse. What he said. Like, oh my God. That's funny. I blew the joke. But yeah, he's, I mean, he's. Yeah, he would just go on stage wearing a robe and just his balls hanging out. Yeah, that's what they say. We just, like, his balls would always be out. What a weird. He did, he did, uh, he was like a carpenter or did construction up until 50 or something. Aluminum siding, I think. Yeah, he gave yeah. up on comedy, then he came back at 50. I mean, that's, that's. It's so weird. Wow, man. Legend. Ah. One of the funniest people of all time. Yeah, who was telling that story of, like, he'd be walking through Vegas, and maybe it was Burt Kreischer was talking about it, where he'd just be walking with a bunch of guys, and he'd be like, all right, everybody, come, huddle up, huddle up. And then he'd, like, take a rip of weed, and he's like, all right, break it up, break it up. And then he'd just <laughs> keep going. He used to go to the comic strip, apparently, which is, like, the, you know, the other club, and he was like, let's... Uh, Let's do drugs here, so I don't have to do them at the at my club. <laughs> he was just like popping into their club. Like, Thanks for coming. He's like, no, this is where I'm going to do drugs. I'm not going to do them at my club. That'd be a bad look. But uh, yeah, Dangerfields was like the coolest uh, club in the '80s. It looked like just like all those great shows. But when I by the time I went there, it was uh, it was pretty run down and a dump. And that's why I work well for that scene, The Joker. But like, man, it was. I never really worked there. I remember auditioning once, and I, every time I went up there, I kind of ate it. It was kind of 
just not the best comedy crowds but i killed the audition and they still didn't pass me and and the reasoning was fair she was just like yeah you really did great but i just don't think your humor will work here and i was like fair you know oh wow, so that's just auditioning to get spots at the club yeah it was at a time where i just was like i felt not comfortable enough at any club and i was just even if i was in at clubs i would be trying to get in other clubs so like well maybe my spots will dry up here and then i can go up here but every club would just kind of be hot in you for a minute and then cold on you mm -hmm. and uh thank god for the comedy seller now they're pretty consistent but uh yeah you know it's it was it was always like you know I got to stay fresh when I'm, when I'm on the road I'll do my long shows but in the city I gotta I gotta stay you know in shape comedically. Yeah, I was looking you up on Wikipedia before we got here and uh, it said you were born eighty six eighty seven question mark eighty six. Can we for the record? I apparently a lot of lies about me on Wikipedia from what I've heard because someone told me they say I'm five ten on there I'm like I'm six three. Yeah, 80, born eighty six or eighty seven. So for the record, I'm it's, also. I, do they say I'm from um, Massachusetts? Because I think they say I'm. No, they. You grew up in New York City. Ash, okay, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> you are Ashkenazi. Yeah, I'm an Ashkenazi Jew. Oh, maybe they fixed it. Are you one hundred percent Ashkenazi? I mean, a hundred. I mean, I think I'm like eighty something. Yeah, I did the twenty three and Me, which I'm like. Uh, you know, cloning, here we come. You look back at that decision. What a fucking bad idea. <laughs> All these waivers we signed, like, I need to know. And yeah. then you get it. You're like, they're going to use this for evil. Yeah. Just another fucking when the that They're going to meet with the AI people and mm -hmm. it's going to come together. And there's just going to be a, a me at some funny bone in like Toledo doing my act. Yeah. But like $5 cheaper. Like when Tupac comes out and raps on stage, like it's going to be a comedians coming out on stage. I think so. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah, man. The uh, the deep fake phenomena. Does that freak you out? Well, it hasn't started yet. I mean, there's not been a like serious thing that happened as a result of deep faking. It's gonna be amazing for fucking with your friends and terrible for elections. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great to be like your friends gonna be like, I like to suck dick, and you send that to him. <laughs> but then like for elections, you could just have a guy say anything, and you're like, oh fuck, this is ruining everything, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I gotta. <laughs> I sent to like uh like on on my our third little text thread like dude this is the creepiest video ever and it was about like where deep fake technology is right now. Yeah. The guy was like, "Here's an example of of uh, you know, a deep fake." And it was like some Kim Kardashian shit. And and then he says, "That was 5 years ago. Here's one from now." Jesus. And oh, like wow. where it is now is absolutely at plus the guy himself as he's giving the whatever the the narrative you know in the video he just turns into different people well that's the creepy thing is like think about you know just what cell phones were 20 years ago yeah like, i remember like having like a nokia and you're like oh my god snake yeah, yeah. like that was incredible this mm -hmm. game is snake this is great and now you're like oh yeah at literally every, i can do anything with this phone you it's crazy anything. yeah it's crazy because the, there's women on instagram with like millions and millions of followers that are like unbelievably gorgeous their AI and so you have these little kids killing themselves because they depressed because they don't look like this but it's not even a real person and they know it's fucking with kids self-esteem they'll do the weird thing about like meta is like they'll do these tests to be like is this damaging young women's self-esteem and they're like they'll be like oh overwhelmingly yes and they're like are you gonna change anything and they're like no of course not that's you gonna know? get likes what are you talking about <laughs> yeah it's working for us but it, it was crazy is like because I didn't think anybody used Facebook anymore but the meta stock is going through the roof too yeah, they're doing all right. And also, uh, 
you know, I, I remember like when phones had a compass. Remember that early on? You're like, mm-hmm. well, cool, this phone has a compass. Now, if your Uber Eats guy is not exactly, yeah. you know, if your Uber's. You're like, what the fuck? 40 feet away. You're like, what are you, a fucking idiot? You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at the meta stock. I mean, go for the last year. It tanked and so, then it went back up. What about that whole narrative that the metaverse was a fail? Like, no, because it's, it's just getting started. They're isn't working it? on other shit, too. Yeah. It's like. The VR, I mean, they're like well, the metaverse how, is VR. I right? did a show for VR in Montreal. Did you do that? No. It was, like, it was like we just did crowd work, and it was for like they put the Oculus thing on your head. You're like, man, this is kind of cool. Oh, I remember. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, I did that, and holy shit, I went on first. Talk about like crowd work shows for like where you have like if I do crowd work in, in my show and I can like weave it in a jokes, I'm smooth. But when it's like 20 minutes on the spot, you know I'm doing badly when they're like, do 15, and I'm like, I've been up here like 25 minutes, they're letting me keep going, they're like, find something here. But I fucking, I was, I slipped, I called a woman fat, I'm like, oh my God, I'm fucking bombing here, this is terrible. So you were at home and you did it with to a show in VR, or how did that no, work? No, it was Montreal. Did you call a woman fat, or did you ask her if she was pregnant? No, no, wasn't? no. I, I just, <laughs> I wish, I wish she was. Oh my God, that would have been that would have been a savior. No, I just was like zinging people one by one, and that they all hit, and I got momentum at one point. I'm like zing, zing, and then I get to her, and I was like, I did some planned words about her being heavy, and it was just silence, and I was like, sorry, I don't know. What do you say? I mean, I just have to keep going. So, but how, how does the VR work with? Um I don't know. I think you just you have the Oculus headset and you put it on. And yeah, everyone's then you have saying, an avatar. It's so like people are at home watching you do comedy, or were people in the audience? Um, no, they're at home. No, there were people in the audience, but they're not in the headset. No, that would be fucking. Ah. That would be crazy. That'd be like crazy. But no, it's you watch it at home, and you and it's like they can like look around. They feel like you're you're they're a part of the the show because you're yeah. like in the round kind of you know because p- people are doing that at front row at the lakers games like you're at your house but you're front row and you're like looking at lakers shit. oh wow yeah. is that how you doing now they're doing it at strip during the pandemic they're doing it at strip clubs they're gonna too. make and like nba players make so much this is gonna go to them at some point how do you like, know that scott that's crazy <laughs> oh macaroni was working on vr for for uh, strip clubs. They uh, got to make that, but like in the next game. But he, you, he he was talking about it. Yeah, that's how I. They got they got to make it. it for like the regular fan, and you pay extra, but you get to sit next to Tracy Morgan yeah, and Jack. hear his commentary. Because <laughs> I sat I sat behind him in a Knicks game once. It was the funniest shit I've ever. Like Tracy Morgan just not making any sense, but it's still kind of gold somehow. Where like I remember this Nick uh, Michael Beasley had like the game of his life. He was just on fire, and Tracy Morgan just turns around to me and my friend. He goes, "Real animals eat meat," and we're like, "I don't know what that means." <laughs> Tracy Morgan, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, just all day Tracy Morgan just going. Fuck it. Yeah. Dude, I love him. I saw him one time leave the comedy cellar and, and he was just passing Louie. Like, Louie's going on, Tracy just got off. Oh, no, no, Louie just got off and Tracy's going on. And uh, and he goes, you better left some meat on that pussy for me. And Louie's like, I left a lot of meat on the pussy for you. <laughs> <laughs> just that interaction, like, that's a good... Yeah, he, like he got in that big car accident, right? With And he yeah, got some got, money from Walmart? Really died. Some money. Wow, Holy money. shit. I remember thinking, like, because Artie Fuqua was in that, too. And Artie, like, you know, we know him at the cellar. He hosts all the time. I mean, he made so much money. And I remember immediately being like, man, I hope we didn't blow it all on something stupid. He just rolls up immediately after I say that in, like, a fucking tricked-out Rolls Royce. I'm like, all right, well, there goes that idea. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, he made so much. He's fine, you know? For and sure. I, I mean, and people, whoever thinks that like 
they got overpaid or whatever. Should have seen, like uh, he was in like a fucking coma. It's awful. It's the the yeah. destruction that does to your body. I mean, and was it a Walmart payout? Like nobody's really upset. About oh yeah, Walmart. exactly. They're villains. I, yeah. I, the best line about it, I heard uh, Chris Rock at the cellar one night. He just said, as you know, like, someone said, do you think Tracy will be okay? And Chris Rock goes, it's not like Tracy's comedy relied on precision. <laughs> like, well said. <laughs> yeah. No, Tra Tracy Morgan's so funny, dude. It's like, and he's so like, how do you not love that guy? There's old morning TV clips of that guy just like taking his shirt off <laughs> in the segment. Like, can you imagine you're like, uh, you, you host like Good Morning Dallas or something, and you just have Tracy Morgan taking his shirt off. And then and saying he's going to impregnate the anchor. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're trying to keep this show like on the rails. And this dude's like, there's one where he pretends to be an amputee, just like puts his foot back. And he's like, I was wounded in Vietnam. And they're like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> but that's the genius. He's just making it, you know. <laughs> Uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I love I love fucking with morning TV people because it's like literally the only way you're gonna sell tickets. Like no one, no one. If I behave, no one's gonna give a shit. But if I just do something horrible, it's gonna be hilarious. Yeah, yeah I was, I was watching some of your morning TV interviews this today, and yeah. it they look so awkward. Yeah, it's uncomfortable like, when you're in studio because they do not like me. Yeah, <laughs> but it's way fun. Yeah, I remember the one they really it's got hilarious. Mad at. Yeah, well, the one they really got mad at was Good Morning Pittsburgh. I no pitch no comic who ever played the Pittsburgh Improv after me uh, has done their show since. I ruined it for everybody. But wow. uh, it was a oh there it is yeah that's the top one oh yeah that one twenty one seconds yeah that one right there yeah they were not happy. How long ago was this? Years ago. But they just asked me enough bad questions and I was just bored and on two hours of sleep and I, you know, and you know, you just are like, what can I do to make this, uh, is that it? Yeah, that might, no, that's not, that's another one. That's Kentucky. That one's Pittsburgh. I, Isaac is not having his best day running the, the multimedia. Yeah, put the sound on too. Oh man, do we not get Wi-Fi in here? Maybe that's... So, so they asked you, have you always been funny? And how many times have you gotten this question? You're just like, D do yeah. a little, ask me something original. Yeah, they were not happy. I remember I was leaving and they were I was like, Hey, can I get a cut of that uh that video? And they go, get out. <laughs> really? And they, and they were so mad. Yeah, I, I just tweeted. I was like, "Did anyone watch that?" And someone was like, "I, I, I taped it." <laughs> I was like, "All right, thank God." That's epic. But uh, no, so many of them. Like, what do you want me to do with those questions? I have yeah. to do something, you know. Yeah, it's like somebody coming up to you and it's like, "Okay, funny guy, tell me a joke." Basically, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they were not. And the live one. The problem is, I only want to do the live ones because if I'm funny and like any others and they're taped, they're just going to cut out anything funny I say. Mm -hmm. I've definitely done those where it's like a 20 minute interview and then I see it on TV and I'm like, 30 seconds, come on, what the hell? <laughs> so, uh, but but then my publicist will text me, she's like, I can't just ask for live interviews. They know you're fucking with them. And I was like, all right, fair enough. But uh, yeah, we did one on uh, Good Morning Raleigh or something and holy shit was a guy mad at us because we were just, uh, it was live TV and they're just so Southern and proper. And uh, we're on the tour bus and I pretended to be uh, healthy. I'm like, we're on a health kick, we're all eating salads. And I turn around, my friend Gary's blowing lines. And uh, <laughs> it's fake lines, but on yeah. TV they were furious. And uh, they cut the segment on the spot. 
And uh, yeah, I don't know if that we had the no. That, oh, those people were awesome, actually. Those it's funny. The good interviewers are the ones that got freaking fired. Those people that were fucking on the Chicago show, Good Morning America. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. two hotties. Well, no, this isn't a good interview because I mean, this is actually just a good interview they do because they actually were great at their jobs, but uh, but they got fired for he was banging everybody there. I think <laughs> that that black guy with those pretty green eyes. You know that guy I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I remember. And I'm trying to think because I because I was on there and I can't remember if it was before or after. But he was banging. Well, they were hooking up, and I think they're still together. But she was. Uh, they were both like good interviewers. They were very talented. Um, and you can just tell when you're on a good show versus a bad show. But when you're a good show, no, you say, oh, I just want to give a good interview now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, uh, but uh, no, so many of the sm small town ones, they're just like, they don't care about you. They're just like bored by you. So I'm like, well, I'm going to make this terrible. Yeah, I remember we went to one at like 5.30 in the morning, 6 in the morning, and like the guy was just so fucking loud and in your ear. And it was just like, he, it, it was so annoying. And some of these like morning radio guys is trying like they're trying to be it and they're just so fucking like caffeine pilled out and like it'd be like Danny Bonaducci screaming at you in your ear it's like Jesus dude like it's too early for this shit you know yeah, some of them where they're just like they ask you questions where I'm like you don't you did no research and like it's fine you don't have to but like but don't expect me to like bring my A game like yeah. were they uh, yeah I did one recently I, I used to do a podcast with the football player Julian Edelman oh, and nice. he's the man I love him but like they're, the questions they were asking me about him were like, uh, they were like, so you know that picture uh, where Julian woke up after the Super Bowl that some woman took of him who she just had sex with him? And I was, I was like, yeah. And she goes, were you there too? And I was like, no, it was the woman. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do with that shit? That's like, that's your setup for me? Yeah. No, he fucked a fan or something. I don't know, you know? Yeah, it's probably why podcasts are blowing up because it's like... You know, well, this shit, yeah. I mean, this thing is like, like we're having a real conversation. It's like, you know, you're, we're in a fucking van, dude. Yeah, <laughs> we are in a creepy van, dude. It's well, it's nice to be in a van that's not creepy. I mean, it's like, you there's know, air conditioning, there's liquid deaths. Yeah, yeah this dude. is if the Zodiac Killer were still alive, this is where he would do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, no, dude. this is cool. This is and uh, and you guys are like blowing up. This is big. That's good. Yeah. Oh, thanks, well, thank man. you for we've, saying that. We've yeah. been on a good run, dude. We're super stoked. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out which is the more um, age-restricted podcast, you or, or Mark. I would <laughs> oh, say, really? <laughs> I would say Mark. Yeah, Mark. Mark I feel like Mark, Mark, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark goes hard. I mean, that's kind of... I feel like I've turned into, like, the straight man on our podcast because Mark will just, like, fart on a guest, and I'm like, well, I can't go further than that, you know? <laughs> so I just have to be like, Mark, you know? Yeah. But, uh, no, we have... I love hanging with Mark. I mean, we've been friends for so long, so it's... Uh, He's fantastic. Both of you guys are fantastic. Yeah, you guys yeah. are awesome. This I fun. loved I loved doing uh, your podcast. I feel like I, I was telling stories on your We Might Be Drunk podcast that about my like history with my checkered sexual past and my fiance was present. That was like, crazy. Hear, <laughs> hearing some of this stuff, like the 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 really dark stuff stuff she that must, she's never heard I think so yeah really? she must trust the shit out of you though cause you were so honest I mean it's like it's nice mm -hmm. you know it uh it I think after the fact I, I thought she was hearing it for the first time and I think after the fact she was like oh no I already knew that stuff yeah, yeah but the fact it. that you thought it was the first time is it, that shows how honest you are is yeah. there anything that comes up now where she's like 
I didn't know that. I think we've got pretty much all the the rats have scurried out of the club. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, let's. Um, we got some tickets left for Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I'm going to be everywhere. I'm gonna, we got Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, York, Toronto. That's a big theater. Chicago, uh, the Meridian Hall, I think. Chicago Theater in Chicago is a big one. Going to be in Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, Indy. Uh, the, the the theater in Madison Square Garden, and then I'm hitting all over Australia, Brisbane, Melbourne, yeah, Sydney. Yeah, you got to say Adelaide, Brisbane. Brisbane, sorry. Vegas. We the second time this year. I'm going to Vegas. I'm trying to win instead of the Mirage this time. Just mixing it up. They never room. But then Tampa, and then my least favorite city in the country, Naples, Florida. I'll be returning to. I, I fucking hate those people. So it's a revenge gig. Shame on all the fucking vapid rich pieces of shit in Naples. I will. I will strike down with great vengeance. Yeah. Uh, that show will be crazy. Uh, I wish. I wish death on a guy last time I was there. And I'll, and I'll wow. fucking do it again. Yeah, because he said he, wow. he said you mumbled. Yeah, that was one. Yeah, that was another that was one. one. Dude, yeah. That's how you promote a show. I think we just sold out Naples. Naples, dude. Yeah, we I have can't a, wait. we have a lot of fans in uh in, in Australia too. So the, yeah, we just got back from uh, how many uh, fifty four cities in ninety days. I think it was in Australia. I think it was fifty four shows in forty two cities. Forty two cities. Yeah. yeah, and like wow. even Australians have no idea that there's 42 cities. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, you said that. I was like, I did not yeah, think we it was went that on, big. Yeah, everybody thinks there's like seven. We went on the most extensive Australia tour. Is that, that big? I've never artist. been, dude. Ah, oh, man, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Where are you going in Melbourne? What, where are you playing? I don't remember. I think you gotta say Melbourne. 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 I don't know, man. I yeah, gotta, dude, I, gotta, I had my biggest show on my, my website. Life. Biggest show of my entire life in Melbourne. Um, like. Uh, yeah, we did four thousand five hundred. We did the podcast with Cheeto Santino there. Oh shit! Cause he was shooting a movie, he was right? Shooting a movie. Yeah, he was shooting a movie. He's right? a great actor. Yeah, I just saw him on uh, what's that one uh, with uh, Dave? No, the the it was on Netflix. Uh, it was like an Asian show. He was uh, no, it was a big with the the female comedian. Why my fucking Is it beef? beef? Beef. He yeah. was on Beef. He was one of oh, the. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah, that was a really good. I heard it's great. That was a great TV show. The Playas Theater. Never heard of it, but I'll, I'll, yeah, I've never, I'll be I've there. I've in Australia, yeah. Yeah, dude, you're going to love Australia. All M over. MSG. Got uh, four comedy specials out there. I got I got five, I think. I got, well, I have a half hour on Comedy Central that's with an album, but then, uh, yeah, I got a special on YouTube called Positive Influence. I got I got this, which may be my best one, and then uh, Up on the Roof and, and uh, the new Netflix one, and I'm going to tape a new one in, in Boston in March, so I'm pumped well, for that. When you do the Netflix one, with, did you license it to them? Yeah. So you get the rights back after two years? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so that was, I think that's good. I think, you know, people are so, but, you know, YouTube worries me now, too, where I think, uh, you know, my friend Joe List just put one out, and, and it's killer, and he uh, he said that they got demonetized because he said the, the, the word in the special so it got demonetized and uh you know uh yeah and it gets am. killed in the algorithm and like we're, we're going up as comedians as against a, a robot that can't detect sarcasm or mm -hmm. doesn't understand mm -hmm. comedy and and it's not like a person being like oh that was ironic what there's yeah. you know so uh that's dangerous and i think youtube was safer but they keep moving that goalpost in and, and i'm i am worried about the future of, <laughs> of comedy i really am yeah mm -hmm. I, I i can't um put my uh my jacking off footage on youtube <laughs> yeah that's the real problem <laughs> yeah that but no yeah you're gonna it's crazy you probably have to put that on pornhub 
Yeah, OnlyFans, Pornhub. It's yeah. about it's about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, dude, I'm I'm super stoked. It's uh, it, it's a pleasure to get you on here, man. I, yeah, I we love having you on ours too. It's yeah, fun to be here. When uh, you go out, oh, so you're here for uh, where where you in L.A. I'm just doing the region tonight. I uh, maybe I'll do a little tap dance for the industry. We'll see if anyone wants to buy my new special. And uh, I was I was here a couple months ago, so I was just I didn't really. It's funny I, now. I kind of wish I had him come out to that show because it was a bigger venue. But uh, it's okay. It's probably better now. The jokes are probably a little better. The the Calgary one. I'm I'm guessing that uh, the Great Outdoors Fest. Oh shit! Which okay. by the way, wildfires everywhere. Uh, I just did Edmonton. And I'm there with uh, Theo Vaughn, and dude, the fucking city, it's like the smokiest air you've ever taken in. I was like, man, this air quality sucks, and Theo's like, nah, man, it's cool. And then cut to 30 <laughs> minutes later, our agent calls us, they're like, the province has shut down the city. The show is canceled. <laughs> we flew in a night early, because we're like, we gotta get there a night early, there's no direct flights to Edmonton, yeah. from New York or LA. And... Uh, you know, so we're like, fuck it, I guess the show's canceled. I'm not just gonna take their money. So they're like, will you stay another night? And I was like, yeah, we'll stay another night. The air will get better? They're like, yeah, the air is 10 times worse. The quality's brutal. The show is on. We're like, you know, do the show. By the way, you can't do a fucking show indoors for two years because of COVID. Now we're doing, we can't perform outdoors. Like, wow. this is getting dark, you know? <laughs> and then we do the gig, it's great. But, uh, you know, I, then I'm flying back. We had to connect through Montreal and the because of the fucking air. I got stuck in Montreal, so I was like, this is like a four-night, although there's worse, there's worse places to be stuck. Montreal is insane. Beautiful. Yeah, dude. All right. Yeah. All right, man. Well, dude, kill it at the Regent, and yeah. uh, fucking kill it at MSG, and actually kill those people in Naples. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, no, God is going to do that for me. <laughs> They're on death's door already. They got, I'm taking, this is literally like the end. It's the end of the road. That's what I said last time he heckled me. Some guy heckled me, and, uh, I said, fuck, I can't wait to leave here. And he goes, yeah, well, you're still here. And I said, yeah, well, I'll be gone in the morning and, and you'll be dead soon. And he, and he goes, you'll have to put me in the ground. I was like, I was like no, that's not how time works. <laughs> and that, I was like, all right, thank you very much. That was like my show. Thank you very much. I wish death on 47 people. Uh, I've been Sam Morell. And they were like, <laughs> yeah, fucking hated me. Like the Joker up there. I really was. Joaquin had a better set in that movie than I had in Florida. Dude, that's epic, man. All right, brother. All right, thank, thank you, you dude. Thank you, sure. guys. Hell yeah. Thank Pleasure you. To meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Is that dude awesome enough? I mean, come on. I love him. And check out how awesome we are because as this comes out, it's tomorrow that his tour starts. That Madison Square Gardens Theater, that's November 4th. It's now is the time to jump on this guy's tour. And it's also the time for me to thank you, the wonderful street team. And I'm super stoked because I'm finally developing a special Wild Ride street team t-shirt. And I was just going to make it be like uh, the Wild Ride logo with some cool maybe like graffiti thing because that's like a street team kind of thing. And have the Wild Ride logo and then have it be like spray painted street team underneath it. And uh, and Lux, she says, eh, you know, eh, make it doper than that. So we're taking our time and really trying to figure out what's going to be the dopest Wild Ride street team shirt. And... Uh, 
I like to think I'm never, ever going to promote it anywhere, but at the tippy tail end of the Wild Ride podcast, because it's the only fucking time I talk to my beautiful, wonderful, beloved street team. So, you guys are it. I loved you, and I want you to have the best day ever. Thank you.